Hey, it's me, Stick Stickly, and guess who's hosting Nickelodeon's non-stop Nicktoons weekend this Thanksgiving? Oh, not the turkey, me, Stick Stickly, and guess what we're showing all weekend long? The turkey's tunes. Yeah, Ren and Stimpy, Rugrats, Doug, Rocco, and ha, ah, you monsters. That hurts my throat. Anywho, it'll be a four-day weekend of your favorite Nicktoons. Oh, I gotta get out of here before I get gobbled. Tune into Nickelodeon's non-stop Nicktoons this Thanksgiving weekend. Well, you know what you'll be? A turkey. Ha, just kidding, a turkey. Gobble, gobble, gut buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. And I'm Tim. Thanks for having me on again, guys. Yeah, of course. It's going to be a good one. It's episode 216. It's our write-in episode, Thanksgiving. Oh, man. (laughs) Just just feels right. Uh, These writing episodes are always fun, but like writing a holiday special is to me in particular, uh, exciting. Yeah. And Thanksgiving is underrepresented too. Yes, it is. Oh, for sure. totally. Totally. Yeah. We, we've talked some Thanksgiving. So if you, if you want like a Nickelodeon episode, we've talked, uh, the Turkey who came to dinner, talking <laughs> Turkey, Turkey day, Turkey time, Arnold's Thanksgiving, like that's all in the back catalog. Um, but I think the thing that kind of makes it distinct is that I don't think Nickelodeon has like, a great Thanksgiving special. Yes, totally. I'm not sure anybody has a great Thanksgiving special. Like Charlie Brown, one that. Oh yeah, good call. Mm. That's a good one. That but that might, might be. be yeah, that might be it. Like uh, yeah, <laughs> it just. <laughs> um, but one thing, and we may have mentioned this before. I do think Nickelodeon did a good job like programming. I remember Thanksgiving break. It, there was yeah. like a lot of marathons. Um, a lot of like, I don't know. They did like cool programming around the time period, even if it wasn't Thanksgiving themed. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like they started a lot of the Christmas stuff around that time too. And obviously Nick does have a lot of great Christmas specials. I mean, TV in general in the nineties, they loved the Christmas specials. So, yeah. Yeah. That was like, uh, Nickelodeon's claim to fame doing these holidays, right? Or one yeah. of their claims to fame, I should say. Um, this, uh, but I, but I found this to probably be the hardest writing episode that we've done so far. Oh, um, I just something about Thanksgiving. I'm like, I did not, could not figure out what to do. It felt like it had kind of already been done before. I was trying to do it a little different, but it was tough. I mean, this is my first write-in episode, um, but I totally agree. It's hard because any Thanksgiving plotline is really going to revolve around a very few scenarios. Yeah. And like you're right, like a lot of it has been done before. I, I went through two ideas before I ended up settling on my third, which I felt was the path of least resistance. Mm. <laughs> and like I, I want to talk about one of the my discarded ideas once we're all done because. I thought it was a solid idea, but I just couldn't do the voices. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, you're pretty much forced to have it be a heartfelt episode, which you don't necessarily need with a Halloween or a Christmas episode, per se. Um, it has to have a family element. It probably has to involve turkey in one way, shape, <laughs> or form. You're really just required to do like a, a, 
set of things before you can even, you know, move into more creative territories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. So, yeah, so uh, to me, when I think back about the hardest, I, I, for some reason, the Christmas or our holiday one that we did was the one that I struggled with the most. Mm-hmm. This one I felt like came flowing right through <laughs> me. And, wow. but, mm-hmm. but as always, I just like, once I have the idea, I don't, I, I always tell Andrew this, but like, I just have this panic as I'm writing that, like, Andrew's got to be writing the same thing. Like, this has got to be what Andrew's also doing. Um, so, see, I disposed of one of my ideas because I'm just like, I think there's a pretty good chance one of the other guys are going to write about this. Mm. Um, but that said, I mean, with what I chose, it's just like there's a very good chance. I like, I feel like there's a few shows that really lend themselves well yeah. to doing a holiday episode or a Thanksgiving episode. And then there's just some shows that obviously it's like, I was trying to think of an, are you afraid of the dark one I could do? And it just like, I, nothing was coming to me. Yeah. I'm sure somebody could come up with something, I, but uh, <laughs> I, I went down that road too. Of are you afraid of the dark? I'm like, no matter, no matter how you spun it, it was like, this is going to get corny. Like, what do you have? A, like, what yeah. do you have? Like turkeys attacking a house or like, this is just, um, yeah, I was also thinking about, are you afraid of the dark? Um, and I wanted to have I'm mine. Sure we all did. <laughs> I wanted mine to end like dark. But yeah. I just couldn't uh, I, like fit it into the "Are You Afraid of the Dark" framework uh, easily enough, so I finally just gave up on Plus, it. Plus, ri- writing an episode about American Thanksgiving for Canadian actors. <laughs> yeah, yeah that that was a very hard uh, hill to climb. Uh, are you, I, I did, I spent a good, like probably 20 minutes trying to work out something and I abandoned it. Cause it's like, Oh, what do you do? Like poison the Turkey? Like they're not going to do that on kids television. <laughs> yeah. uh, or there's a Thanksgiving ghost. Like <laughs> yeah, the ghost yeah. of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like some sort of like, like Christmas Carol, like yeah. analog. <laughs> uh, yeah. Interesting. Is there, um, well, I think like we could jump into it because I don't think it's going to undercut anybody. Is there other shows you guys played around with before whatever you settled on? Mm. Well, I'll say one idea because I feel like th- this is a solid idea, but this is the one I couldn't do the voices for. But an episode of Ren and Stimpy where Stimpy mm. is explaining what the first Thanksgiving was like. And um. obviously it would be like very historically inaccurate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's fun. That is really fun. Yeah, I think there's like a lot of humor there, but again, it's just like I'm not going to come on your show and do a <laughs> horrible Ren and or Stimpy accent. Sure. Yeah, and I'm not going to do full voices for the one I put together, but it's a little bit easier to you know differentiate a little bit yeah. without them being so distinct. Yeah. Um, I really considered doing a cat dog to try to like one up the actual cat dog thanksgiving episode um <laughs> talking but, dirty. yeah yeah um but i just finally decided i didn't want to spend that much time <laughs> cat dog. yeah and i think we're all about the same age but to me cat dog is like i watched a little bit of it because i have younger siblings but by the time that came around i had sort of checked out from tv in general but especially like I, I was too cool to be watching kids shows at that time. So, I mean, I, I I'm relatively unfamiliar with cat dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was toward the end of the golden era. Um, mm. 
Um, yeah. I played around, well, Are You Afraid of the Dark was probably the one I tried the hardest besides the one I picked. Um, I thought of Pete and Pete for a second, but I was like, you know what? I don't love Oh Christmas Pete, so I'm not sure like a holiday special is something I'd want out of Pete and Pete. I totally agree. I had a, like the first thing I started actually putting like pen to paper was a Pete and Pete, but a, like if I don't feel like it's going to be like a great job, I'm not going to write a poor episode of Pete and Pete because I feel like that's disrespectful to the show. But also, I mean, it's, it's hard because I I don't know. I, I feel like the emotional tone of what I started writing was maybe just a little too serious for Pete and Pete involving like a, Pete and his friends befriending a homeless man and um, like little Pete and um, basically petitioning to have this homeless man over for Thanksgiving and Don not wanting to, but Pete ultimately winning. But Mm. it just felt like a very heavy storyline. And uh, like, I I wasn't hitting the humor right. And I just decided to abandon it because it wasn't feeling up to snuff. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Well, Andrew and I, Andrew and I have talked a little bit about some of our like Thanksgiving traditions and what we love, but Tim, do you have any like family traditions, fond memories? Like what is Thanksgiving in your life? What has it meant or or if anything? I feel like growing up, you know, my family had pretty standard Thanksgivings, but um, my big takeaway from Thanksgiving was um, when I moved out on my own when I was 18 up until about the time I was 25, I would always host a family-free Thanksgiving because I mm-hmm. don't, just to be honest, I don't really have a relationship with uh, many people in my family um, in my adult life. But I would always invite people over who either didn't have a place to go um, or it would be a little later in the day. So friends who were with family would come over and have a second meal later on. And me and my partner at the time always really enjoyed doing our friends giving. Uh, it's something I haven't done in a long time. I don't live where I grew up anymore. And, you know, lately I, I don't really do much for Thanksgiving as of late, but my fondest memories are certainly providing, you know, food for, my friends and for people who, you know, didn't have other options. Mm-hmm. It's always a good time. And I love cooking for people. It's one of uh, the greatest pre- pleasures in my life. So I always really appreciated that. Oh, cool. That's really cool. Yeah. How about you guys though? I mean, have you mentioned your Thanksgiving traditions on the show before? I can't remember. Um, I'm sure we have maybe. I, I mean, I think both of us kind of, I, it sounds a lot like you probably growing up, like just pretty traditional, right, Andrew? Just like yeah, family, and... uh, family Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like usually at my grandparents' house growing up, um, you know. Uh, yeah, we would always go to my Pepe's. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just dinner, whatever. Um, I guess standard affair. Yeah. Yeah, I mean pretty much the same here. I think, I think the only thing we've talked about where it's like, I think we've uh, talked about before that. Uh, oh, so yeah, I guess what I'd ask Tim, cause uh, Andrew, you love Turkey. I hate Turkey. Uh, yeah. uh, my, my Thanksgiving meals are <clears throat> preferably spaghetti and meatballs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tim, do you have like a favorite Thanksgiving dish? Do you like Turkey? What, what do you go with? Um, I do like turkey. I it's something I don't really feel the need to eat all year, but um as 
like an avid cook, I do enjoy the challenge because I mean, turkey is very finicky and a lot of people don't like turkey. I feel because mm. most of the turkey that they have is either under a sub quality turkey or it's been overcooked. I feel like I've gotten people to enjoy turkey who previously didn't, but I also get it. Like I, I would rather eat a duck or a goose on turkey myself, uh, on turkey, on Thanksgiving <laughs> myself. Um, I don't know about a favorite side dish. I guess, I mean, I love pie. Mm. So really any mm. pie that you're going to be serving on Thanksgiving, whether yeah. it be pumpkin, apple, whatever, mm. that's probably what I'm going to be looking forward to the most. But I mean, I love turkey, green bean casserole. Uh, mashed sweet potatoes, eggnog. Oh man, eggnog. Yeah, for sure. Um, I get get sick off eggnog at least once a year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like it all. It's just all comfort food to me. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a nice time. I mean, it is that like I I think of Thanksgiving is a little bit underrated. It's like wedged between Halloween, Christmas. It's kind of like that gateway into that like warm time of season. Yeah where it's just like yeah. stuffing your face for two months. And uh, if you're lucky enough, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think some people, uh, it, it can be stressful for a lot of people too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like the old cliche of, you know, sociopolitical debates at the Thanksgiving dinner table. And, you sure. know, that's never fun to have your, drunk uncle start talking about you know x y and z let's <laughs> yeah. not get into politics right now but you know what i mean yeah yeah all right all right um well andrew do you want to get us started on our first thanksgiving story sure well i call this one bowling for turkey Ooh. Um, and uh you guys can tell me when you realize what show it is i'm sure it won't take long um, so it's it's the day before Thanksgiving at the Parker House. Yes, and the, kids, and the kids are in the living room talking about what they're thankful for. Um, do you uh, do you, uh, know this? Of course, the Parkers. I'm drawing a blank. This would Love be uh, this, this is this is bound to be a classic My Brother and Me episode. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yep. that. Okay. Great. <laughs> Oh, man, that wasn't even on my radar. That is a show ripe for a Thanksgiving yeah. special. Yeah, this one seemed to come the easiest for me. I'm going to be disappointed if there's not a reference to mum, uh, Mumbo Jumbo Gumbo or whatever. Uh, you know what? I almost did, and I I just got lost in all these, like, my brother and me details that I was trying to put in. But Yeah, mm. that's a great idea, though. Yeah, that that's good. And, you know, I was thinking, too, like... Th- Nickelodeon has, of course, done Thanksgiving specials, but they were, it's all like very animated centric. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. gl- glad to get a little live action here. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm thankful. Uh, Dee Dee says, I'm thankful for Mama, Daddy, Melody, and even Alfie. I'm thankful that we get the day off school, Alfie adds. I'm thankful I get to spend this time with you, Melody says as he slides his arm around her shoulders. Shoving him away, Melody waves a hand in front of her nose and tells him, well, I'm thankful for breath mints. As they discuss their holiday plans, Goo reveals to Elfie that the comic book store is getting a new arcade game tomorrow called Face Smashers. They plan to be the first ones to play it. 
Suddenly, Mr. Parker stumbles into the room dressed in a big turkey outfit, and he explains that he's the host of the annual turkey bowl. <laughs> the kids are this, skeptical. Man, this this is this is just so dead on. Like, <laughs> this feels like an episode. Oh, thank you. Uh, the kids are skeptical, but he claims, "Me and your uncle Lawrence used to be the best bird rollers in the Tri County area. For six years straight, our family had two turkeys." He, he also reminds Alfie and Dee Dee that Melody and their mother are going to be busy picking up their grandparents at the airport, so he's counting on them to use the money he left to pick up the turkey and get it in the oven, according to his detailed instructions. When Roger puts on his turkey head, he discovers he can barely see through the neck hole, and the kids sneak away as he blindly stumbles into the living room wall. Next morning, Alfie, Dee Dee, and Goo are watching the parade, waiting for everyone to leave. Nervous about the whole thing, Dee Dee argues, I don't think we should go to the comic book store. Daddy said we're just supposed to pick up the turkey and come right back. But Alfie says, don't worry about it, Dee Dee. We'll play a few quick games and then we'll hit the store. We've got plenty of time. When the rest of the family makes to leave, Goo opens the door for them and puts on a big smile as he tells Roger in his turkey outfit, that costume really suits you, Mr. Parker. Uh, thanks, Roger says. Uh, as soon as they're gone, the boys take off for the comic book store. And as Alfie predicted, there's still plenty of time before the grocery store closes. But when they step inside, they discover a long line in front of the machine, snaking around the comics. How long could it take, Alfie says. So they get in line, slowly making their way closer to the machine as the minutes tick past. Mrs. Pinckney tries to sell them some overpriced candy and sodas while they wait, but they tell her that they only have enough for the turkey in the game. As their turns approach, word comes through the, through the line that the kid at the machine has beaten the last dozen challengers. Ooh. They start to get worried as more and more kids get picked off. And when they reach the front of the line, they find the champion sitting on his stool, <laughs> uh, sucking on a complimentary soda. Moo! Goo cries. Oh, yes. <laughs> they take turns pumping quarters into the machine, trying to defeat Goo's cousin. But in the end, none of them can take down Moo. <laughs> and Moo is like kind of this like little dweeby looking kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. If I like a right. miniature version of Goo almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as they go to leave, Dee Dee tells Elfie, I guess you were right after all. We still have plenty of time to get the turkey. I was worried over nothing. But when Alfie goes through his pockets, he discovers, oh no, Dee, we accidentally spent the turkey money on the game. What are oh, we going to do? Oh boy. Thinking it over, Goo finally says, I got an idea. 
we can get a turkey from my house. My family always makes an extra one. The camera cuts to Goo being hurled outside of his house. (laughs) What what can I say, he tells them. They're serious about their turkey. I've got a better idea, Alfie announces. But we're going to have to hope for a Thanksgiving miracle. Over at the fairgrounds, Alfie signs them up for the turkey bowl while Dee Dee and Goo keep a lookout for Roger. (laughs) All we need is for one of us to get a strike, Alfie says, and we'll get to take home the turkey. They manage to avoid Roger, dressed as the turkey mascot for most of the day. But when their turn comes, they have no choice but to approach the giant bird hosting the event. As they move into position at the end of the makeshift lane, the turkey looks them over, and they're relieved that he doesn't recognize them through the costume. Tossing their frozen turkeys down the lane, Goose ends up in the gutter, and Alfie narrowly misses getting a strike. Dee Dee can barely lift his, but using all his strength, he sends it sliding down the lane and knocks down all the canned food pins. Before Roger has time to interview the winner, they grab Dee Dee's turkey and take off for home with food as their extra dinner guest. By a stroke of luck, they make it back before Jennifer and Melody get home, and they get the turkey in the oven before anyone has a chance to suspect anything. They plop onto the couch just as their grandparents arrive, and they pretend like everything went off without a hitch. When Roger finally gets home, he waddles straight to the kitchen to check on the turkey. And a few seconds later, the boys hear him yell, Alfie, Dee Dee! The whole family races to the kitchen, and they find Roger hovering over the oven. Knocking his knuckle against the turkey, he says, You boys were supposed to have this bird cooked by the time I got home. This thing is frozen solid. <laughs> Dee Dee, you forgot to turn on the oven, Alfie whines. Me? Dee Dee says, what about you? <laughs> I left you boys specific instructions, Roger tells him. Now we've got too many mouths and no turkey. What have you got to say for yourselves? Glancing around at their angry guests, Alfie shrugs and says, Uh, happy Thanksgiving? <laughs> that was good very very good man you the the the, the cadence of you the really cadence nailed of the roger <laughs> too many mouths and not enough turkey is a great line that like roger would definitely deliver thank you I was, yeah i was really trying to get into their characters um you know they're pretty distinct i feel like on this show mm, sure. yeah and you, I'm curious as to why a lot of the kid actors, like like especially Goo, who I feel had really great comedic timing at yeah. such a young age, he, he really hasn't done much since this, has he? Yeah, I was looking them up, and pretty much nobody has, except for um, like one of Melody's friends, um, nobody else has done much. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I can see that with acting wise at least like uh, some of the other actors but i mean goo seemed like he should have had a career trajectory like (laughs) similar to like uh like keenan thompson yeah i mean not a lot of like kids that age can nail that comedic timing but goo is consistently funny yeah yeah Um, and maybe he could have maybe he would have taken off if the show lasted longer but yeah, you know, maybe he went into yeah, exactly. He realized he didn't want to be a entertainer for the rest of his life and yeah. went into something a little bit more traditional. Yeah, it just felt it felt a little bit like um like uh what's the episode called? The charity. 
yeah like sure. meets thanksgiving you know what i mean like it's kind of that <laughs> you get you get that like carnival fair slash setting of course you get the comic shop which is crucial to a great my brother and me i think um yeah absolutely yeah. i was really trying not to just like redo the uh charity actually um so uh uh, speaking of the charity, something that's always distinctive in my mind is the mother is wearing a T-shirt with somebody's face on it. D- does that <laughs> ring a bell to you at all? I, like, I think it's the singer Sade, oh. but I've never been quite sure who it actually is. But yeah. it, it just it's burned in my memory. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Like her, I, I want to say it's when she's sitting on the platform for the dunking booth. Yes, um, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I don't know exactly. I don't. I don't remember who it was, but I definitely remember that. I'll have to revisit that at some point. Yeah. Uh, sp- speaking of my brother and me, our last episode, the trivia episode, yeah. um, someone someone messaged us, uh, someone named Rich, and they said, "Love the trivia episode." Uh, they said, first of all, Joey should have gotten fifty points from the last my brother and me question." Dee Dee did run away because his family had been ignoring him throughout the episode. And it was Dee Dee's dad who had promised to take him to the monster truck show, but didn't because he was coaching Elfie and Goo's basketball team in the championship. So, uh, oh boy, I don't know. 50 points there. He said, second, I don't want to brag, but I answered all the space space cases questions correctly. My score didn't come quite near you guys, but I got all the space cases questions right. Uh, so glad someone out there was getting those. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, great, great episode, uh, Andrew. I think that would have been Thank like you. a a hundred percent. I could see that. I could see that episode. Like as you were describing it, I felt like absolutely awesome. that yeah. that could have been a season two gem. Mm. I love it. Yeah. It was all on brand for sure. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Tim, do you want to take us into your Thanksgiving special? Yes, I do. Uh, do you want me to say what it is ahead of time or just wait for you to figure it out? Give us, give us the name and then, uh, we'll see if we, can well, the name's it. gonna, the name will, oh. you'll, you'll know <laughs> it, 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 it'll take you about 20 seconds to realize what this is. Okay. Well, why don't you start it and then you could tell us. All right. The scene opens on an oak leaf, wobbling in the wind. The view zooms out just as this final leaf drops from the now bare tree. The screen then pans in through the branches, zooming to show Doug at his desk, writing in his journal. Oh. Wait, hold on. Is it Doug? (laughs) (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Uh, Dear journal, it's me again, Doug. Today was a half day at school, and the day before Thanksgiving. A lot of the kids weren't even there, including Skeeter, who will be visiting his grandparents out west all the way until Sunday. The day before Thanksgiving is always different than the other school days. They always serve a questionable turkey lunch. Cut to pork chop turning up his nose at a lunch tray. Roger Klotz and his cronies are always eager to get their bit of bullying in. Hey, guys, Thanksgiving is tomorrow, so what's this turkey doing here? Pointing at Doug. (laughs) And we always watch the Thanksgiving classic, I'll Bring the Beats. Cuts to a family at a dinner table with the Beats walking through the front door. A little girl shouts, (laughs) the Beats saved Thanksgiving. 
carrying a full <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner. But the school day is over, and I have a plan to make tomorrow a very special Thanksgiving. I hope. Hard cut to the title card. Doug's exciting Thanksgiving. Yes. <laughs> also, alternate title, Doug's a big turkey. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure at this point. Uh, so Back to Doug. I got the idea when I heard my mom talking to one of her friends on the phone. Flashes to the week before, Doug walking down the stairs. Mother unaware, he can hear her. Mrs. Swanee says, don't get me wrong, I love Thanksgiving as much as anyone, but it is so much work. I spend so much time in the kitchen, I'm barely able to just enjoy the day. Cuts back to Doug at his desk. That's when I knew what I had to do. Cut to Mrs. Funny juggling too many cooking projects at once and is clearly stressed out. Hey, Mom, I wanted to ask you something, Doug says nervously. What is it, sweetheart? I'm very busy. About that. I was wondering if there was anything I could, you know, do to help with Thanksgiving. Oh, that's so sweet, Douglas. But I take care of it every year. I just want my family to relax and enjoy themselves. Thanks, Mom. But what about you? You never have time to relax. You spend all this time cooking, and by the time the meal is served, you always seem so tired. Please, let me help. After all, I was a hit in my home ec class. Contemplatively. Well... It would be nice to watch the Blokesburg Thanksgiving Day Parade for once. She hesitates. All right, Dougie, let's do this. I'll wrap up what I'm doing and write instructions for what needs to be done tomorrow morning. A lot of it will be waiting for things to finish cooking, so you'll have to keep a close eye on the oven. Doug excitedly, sure, Mom, no problem, thanks. No, thank you, Doug, see you in the morning. Doug daydreams about being a famous chef where at his Michelin rated <laughs> restaurant, his signature dish is turkey a la funny. This is going to be the best Thanksgiving ever. Cut to Porkchop, who is inexplicably wearing a pilgrim style hat, who barks a pos- positive acknowledgement towards Doug. Screen pans out to reveal the neighborhood dark but well lit with street lamps, showing families bringing in Thanksgiving groceries from their cars. A musical cue helps cut to the next morning. The screen zooms in on Doug's alarm clock, 7 a.m. From the alarm radio, it is a beautiful Thanksgiving morning in Bluffington. Let's spin that beloved holiday classics by the beats. All I want for American Thanksgiving is you. (laughs) Dave, Dave, Doug groans awake and slams the radio off. Doug groggily. What? It's not a school day, is it? Oh, right. Porkchop jumps into frame with a French chef's hat. All right, let's do it, Porkchop. Cut to Doug wearing a turkey-embroidered apron. All right, Porkchop. The turkey is in the oven. We have to mash the potatoes, pop in the green bean casserole, put out the beaten cranberry sauce... Then at the end, the temperature on the oven to reheat... Then at the end, drop the temperature on the oven to reheat the sides and let the turkey rest. Doug ponders internally. Do turkeys need to rest after their, you know, 
Musical cue to a kitchen montage of Doug and Porkchop scrambling to do it all, interspliced with the rest of the funny family enjoying the parade, although Judy eruditely criticizes its trite commercialism. The morning passes, and it's now early afternoon. All right, Porkchop, we're mostly done. Time to drop the oven down to 175 and reheat the sides. Go grab them from the fridge, please. Doug goes to drop the temp from 425 to 175, but forgets to confirm the change. As him and Porkchop go to join the family, they all fail to hear the beep of the oven reverting back to 425 degrees. Sitting in the living room, they're all laughing about the fun cartoon floats in the parade, revealing caricatures of other Nicktoon characters. Judy says, Oh, wicked world, what offensive fragrance offends thy nostrils? Smoke starts coming from out of the kitchen. Phil Funny says, What's that smell? Fire alarms start going off. The Funny family runs into the kitchen to find the food in the oven ruined due to the temperature being set wrong. Theta says, Dougie, did you forget to lower the temperature on the oven? Yes, Mom, but I guess I... Judy says, the numbskull couldn't even set the oven right. Uh, Phil says, is that true, Doug? Well, I, uh... Judy continues to insult him while the parents attempt to stop the smoking food. Doug backs away and runs upstairs to his room. Oh, no, pork chop. Doug has a panic attack, picturing his family. I trusted you, his mother says. Phil says, you ruined Thanksgiving. Judy says, this would be a comedy of errors if it wasn't so tragic. Doug comes back to reality and tells Porkchop that they are heading out as they aren't welcome here. Cut to Doug walking in a downtown area. He walks by a community kitchen serving a Thanksgiving dinner to anybody who would like one. Porkchop tugs at his pants and they go in. I don't know, Porkchop. This is only for people who really need it. A volunteer says, everybody can use a nice hot meal, so enjoy a plate. Doug has a better idea. Can we help out here? Patty Mayonnaise and her dad are revealed to also be helping there. Patty says, Doug, I thought you were eating with your family. <laughs> no, yes, well, no. We want to help here, uh, unless it involves an oven. Um, Patty's father chuckles, says, I, I won't even ask about that. How about serving the beet salad? Other than the turkey, it's our most popular item. Well, it is nature's candy. Montage of <laughs> positive interactions um, interlaid with Doug feeling guilty about the family. He's overall having a good time. He breaks into laughter after a patron tells him a funny story. Cut to outside a quaint and somewhat rundown neighborhood. The funny family can hear Doug's laugh. Much like the Banshee, Banshee, his voice harangues and harangues ever on, Judy says, <laughs> as she points forward. What's that, sweetie? It means Doug is over there, Phil, Theta says. <laughs> I've been embarrassed. Thank you. They all rush into the community center. Doug, why did you run off? Because, because I ruined Thanksgiving. Doug, you didn't ruin anything. Well, maybe a turkey. But you made me so happy when you offered to help. You made me proud, son, Phil says. And it <laughs> appears you have satiated both the gullets and hearts of a motley crew, as Judy waves her hand over the full dining room of various people. I'm upset I ruined our dinner, but I am happy I came here. 
He looks over to Patty for a lot of reasons. Patty's dad comes into the scene. Hey, Doug, you didn't tell me your whole family was coming. Well, grab some aprons. The more the merrier. A musical cue shows them all putting on aprons and gloves and being happy to all be helping on Thanksgiving. Doug has a voiceover as they serve their patrons and ultimately sit down together for a meal with the last group of the night. <laughs> Porkchop gives an underclothed man a hand-knit sweater that he had been working on. I started the day doing the best I can, and I got to thinking that even though my best may not have been good enough, sometimes you need to be able to take a step back. We all need a little help sometimes, and it doesn't matter if it's family, friends, or strangers. It feels good to help all the same. The end. Wow. wow nice. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, nailing those characters. Yeah, hopefully my reading of it was all right. No, that was good. Yeah, the voices were <laughs> were particularly good. Um, I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I think my Roger Klotz is okay. <laughs> nice, but more yeah. more like a you. I think you nailed like the phrasing, kind of like what Andrew yeah. did with my brother and me. But like the fr- how characters would phrase the sentences in Doug, which is like, you know, a huge part of being able to envision it too. Judy is a fun character to write dialogue for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but, but even like uh, you're um, like Mr. Funny, like I'm proud of you, son. Like just <laughs> yeah. those, like the fact that he calls him son, those little things, it was all, it yeah. all felt yeah, like and Theta always calls him uh, variations on Doug. So he's got like Doug, Dougie, Douglas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, just Doug's um, anxiety. Just, yes, yes. That was and like, like overblowing the... what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that is his trademark quality to me. Is just like, <laughs> yeah. why is this eleven-year-old kid so stressed out? <laughs> For sure. Maybe, maybe the most exciting, like as someone who writes these episodes, I think maybe the most exciting element to me in your story was the fact that you got to create a new beat song, right? Like you got, uh, to- yeah, <laughs> that, that always seems like if you're a writer on one of these shows, getting to add to like something like, like the, the lore of the show, you know, getting to add to the, yeah. I also, um, it, it's funny to me that like in this lore, basically, uh, a British band would be doing like an American Thanksgiving special. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that you called it American Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure in the UK they celebrate a Thanksgiving holiday, but obviously for different reasons. <laughs> at the start, at the start of the episode, you had me going for a second. I'm like, oh my god, are the beats coming to Thanksgiving? Like <laughs> that was, yeah. I, I yeah, yeah. toyed around with that, but I mean, I feel like this. What I came up with was a classic, simple dub plot line. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. Uh, it, it was, yeah, I was almost a little nervous with the beats. I was like, wow, the beats just um, are going to be eating with the funny family. Like, feels <laughs> like surreal. The third episode where Doug and Skeeter end up interacting with the beats in one way, shape, or form. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I just and, felt uh, like I needed to name drop them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and just the tone of it was uh, very Doug, like kind of like sentimental, but uh, also moments of levity. Yeah. Daydreams like the daydreams were really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and I, Doug seems like such a show that should have lent itself to a Thanksgiving special. I know last year we yeah. covered Doug's sister act just because it was like around Thanksgiving we covered it because they were sitting around the dinner table, yeah. you know, eating. But uh, there was no proper Doug Thanksgiving. Do you know, I was curious, I never watched the ABC um, rendition. Do you know if they did a Thanksgiving one? Because it's sort of unbelievable that they wouldn't. It's such a sentimental show. Let's see here. I'm going to do a. I'm going to do a quick internet search. I'll play the waiting music here. Hold on. Um, I, it seems like they would have had to. Yes, they did. Um, so November 22nd, 1997. It's called Doug's Thanksgiving. BB tells, uh, BB tells bluff that the not so good thieves tell her to get to the end of the line. Bill Bluff's public relations firm decides that Bill should have Thanksgiving Day dinner with an average Bluffington family to increase his popularity. Doug's family is chosen and turns their simple Thanksgiving plans upside down. They won't let Patty join their dinner, all because the Bluff and Judy doesn't like what he is doing in preparation for the big dinner. So Doug sets out to make everyone happy for Thanksgiving. Sounds terrible. Um, (laughs) But... uh, yeah, so there you go. ABC tried it, but they they didn't come close to yours. Have you guys watched any of the ABC version? I don't think I've ever seen one episode of it. Um, I definitely I, caught a couple at the time. Yeah, the, back then I was trying to catch them as often as I could. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I still liked that it was Doug. Uh, it just wasn't quite the same. There was, yeah, there was, I, every time I watched it, it felt disorienting because, like, they would, the characters, there was like big things about characters that had changed. So like when yes. Roger was like rich or whatever, you know, he was like a yeah. millionaire. It Why felt like, what am I wa- like? What am I watching here? Like this is not fun. Um, yeah. So and Billy West not being the voice for Doug anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly wait. So you you gave two titles: Doug's exciting Thanksgiving, Doug's a big turkey. Yeah, I think we're going to go with exciting Thanksgiving because cool. I, like okay. I don't like he's at the end of the story he's not feeling like a turkey. Like to, to use an expression that I never use, but I mean like he feels bad that he messed up but then he realizes in the end it's not such a big deal. So I think exciting Thanksgiving works better. Cool. Go Doug ahead. titles are never very creative anyways, so real hit and miss they're they're pretty literal for the most part yeah 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 yeah. this would this would fall in line with like doug's halloween adventure Um, yes yeah yeah Yeah. cool yeah nice one um thank you all right well mine you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna play coy because my title will give it and uh that's okay uh so my thanksgiving tale is called a telly thanksgiving Ah. Hmm. <laughs> oh man, I danced around with this idea too. <laughs> so but I was just like, how would I make this work? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um yeah, I I'd been so there was like a couple I I I had played around with the idea of um salute your shorts at for the Christmas one too. Um for Halloween, just like trying to bring in an element from a different season to camp. Um, but... Well, did you guys ever go to camp? No. no. So we used to do a thing at one of the camps I went to where it would we'd call it Christmas in July. Mm-hmm. So like that that was my inspiration for thinking. Well, if we did Christmas in July. Why couldn't a camp do a Thanksgiving in July too? Right, yeah. right. 
Um, yeah, that's interesting, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, this, this is, is going to be good. All right. A telly Thanksgiving. We start with the kids playing softball. Budnick is pitching. He strikes out Sponge and is talking trash. Up comes Telly. She's not her normal spunky self. Budnick throws a strike and Telly doesn't even attempt a swing. Budnick starts balking at her like a chicken. Just throw it already, goober. Budnick throws and Telly takes the strike out and walks back to the bench. We see a close-up on Budnick's face displaying that he's weirded out by Telly's lack of interest. It cuts to the kids at lunch. They're eating and talking, mostly donkey lips loudly talking about how he once had dinner with Michael Jordan and convinced him to shave his head bald. Pinsky nudges Telly, asking if she hears what Donkey Lips is saying, but Telly shrugs with her chin in her arms resting on the table. She's not eating. Okay, says Pinsky. We next see the kids playing basketball. The kids are playing terribly, per usual, but oddly, Telly is also not trying. When Donkey Lips passes the ball, Telly just stares at the ball in a daze until Budnick steals the ball from her. She slowly walks off the court towards the cabins. The kids stop playing and look at her. Budnick yells, Earth to Telly, come in. Zizi says, guys, I think something's wrong with Telly. They nod in agreement. Ugg comes running out onto the court in his ref gear. He blows his whistle. The kids groan, and we fade to the opening theme song. Open on a close-up of Telly's head resting on her pillow. She has a blank expression. Dina and Zizi stand across the cabin whispering to one another. Dina says, what should we do? Zizi, beats me, I've never seen her like this. Maybe it's food poisoning. Dina says, maybe it's a boy. They look at each other. Nah. Telly finally says, I can hear you. They walk over. Telly, what's going on? We're all worried about you. We've never seen you like this before. Telly sighs. It's almost too embarrassing to say out loud. Zizi places her hand on Telly's shoulder. You can tell us. Telly continues, I miss home. I miss Chicago. I miss my family. I'm sick of Camp Anawana. I don't want to be here anymore. The girls look at each other. Dina says, well, we can cheer you up. Anything you want. We can do it. What do you want to do? I want you to book me a flight home and leave me alone. The girls seem weirded out. Telly pulls the blanket over her head, and the girl's shoulders slump. We cut to the boys playing Jenga on the cabin floor. On their cabin floor. Donkey Lips licks his lips as he attempts to remove a piece as the Jenga wobbles. Pinsky. For the love of God, Gelfin, it's been ten minutes. Just do it. All of a sudden, the girls storm through the door, causing Donkey Lips to knock over the blocks, holding only the one piece he had been trying to remove. Guys, we have an emergency, says Dina. Sponge pops up. 
Uggs got his foot stuck in the refrigerator again, doesn't he? <laughs> Zizi, what? No. Telly, she wants to leave camp. She wants to go home. The rest of the boys stand up concerned. Budnick, nah, she's just trying to get attention. She loves drama. The kids look at him in disagreement. Budnick says, seriously? Zizi, seriously. The kids stand and think. Pinsky steps forward. Thanksgiving, he says. The kids stare at him. He says it slower. Thanksgiving. Donkey lips. I think Ronnie's having a stroke. No, Telly loves Thanksgiving. She's, she was telling me how when she thinks of home, she thinks of Thanksgiving. Sitting around the table with her family, the turkey, the stuffing, the sports games on TV. She said she thinks of it when she misses home. Budnick. I got it. He cuts to Budnick at a chalkboard in the camp center. On the board, he has laid out a plan titled, A Telly Thanksgiving. There's arrows and names, but Budnick recaps. Dina and Donkey Lips are put in charge of decor and ambiance. Make this place an autumn dream. Donkey Lips smiles. Oh yeah, we got this. He goes to give Dina a high five, but she recoils. Zizi, you need to keep Telly company. Make sure she doesn't go code red. We can't have her asking Ugg to go home. Keep her incapacitated. Zizi gives a thumbs up. Pinsky, Sponge, you guys are in charge of acquiring the necessary Thanksgiving food. Some way, somehow. Pinsky, I was born to do this. He high-fives Sponge. Dina, what about you, Budnick? Me? I have the most important job of all. I'm on UGG duty. I'll run interference while you guys make the preparations. They put their hands in, and te- Budnick says, Telly on three. One, two, three. Telly! Commercial break. <laughs> Okay, we we start with we start with Pinsky and Sponge running through the woods. They see Ugg measuring a log, and they freeze. Out of nowhere, we see Ugg pelted with an acorn. He looks around. Budnick is in sunglasses, drinking a soda and laughing. Think you're funny, do ya? We'll see about that, Robert Budnick. As he starts to go after Budnick, Pinsky and Sponge continue on until they reach the road. They stick out their thumbs to hitch a ride when a car pulls up with a little old lady. Ma'am, we're campers at Camp Anawana. They're not feeding us, so we were hoping for a ride to the nearest grocery. We're so very hungry. She squints hard. Robert, is that you, sweetie? The boys look at each other. Uh, Grandma? Sponge guesses. Bobby Bunny, hop in. Of course I'll take you and your friend to the grocery store. The The boys get in and drive off. We go to Telly's bunk. Zizi's playing her the Camp Anawana song on her guitar in a Zizi classic folk style. Finally, Telly starts moving in her bed. She slowly starts to get out. Zizi stops. Wait, what are you doing? I can't take it. I gotta find Doug. I gotta get out of here. Zizi hurries to block the door with her body. No, you can't. Telly sags. Why? Zizi thinking. Uh, uh, but, but because you said you'd teach me how to throw a curveball before summer's over, remember? Remember? You, you haven't taught me how to throw a curveball. Telly seems skeptical of Zizi's interest, but begrudgingly picks up a baseball. All right, curveball it is. We see Dina in the dining hall. Dina is coming out of the storage closet with a cart full of stuff like tablecloths, candle holders, and decorations. Dina Alexander, you have outdone yourself this time as she starts to dim the lights and place things. Donkey Lips runs in, out of breath, holding a bundle of things like posters and balls. Dina, you've got to be kidding me. Those don't go anywhere near this. Donkey Lips, 
I rated bunk eight. The jocks bunk, Dina responds. Uh-huh. And he unrolls a poster to show one of Michael Jordan dunking, another of Magic Johnson, and another with Emmett Smith on it. Dina sighs. Donkey Lip says, you know she'll love it. Come on. Fine, Dina relents. Just keep it away from my candles. Donkey Lips. Yes. We cut back to Ugg walking towards the girl's bunk. The PA speaker comes on. It's clearly Budnick impersonating Dr. Khan. Attention campers. In honor of our fearless leader, Kevin Lee, I'd like to pay tribute. He clears his throat and starts a long and loud burp. Ugg looks furious and starts running in the opposite direction. Bobby Budnick, you are toast, my little friend. Toast! We cut to the grocery aisle where Pinsky and Sponge walk with Budnick's grandma. Sponge. Um, grandma, do you think we could get us this? Do you think you could get us this turkey? She grabs his cheek. Anything for my Bobby Bunny? And these cranberries? Pinsky. Yeah, yeah, don't forget these pies and cakes. They start stuffing the grocery cart full of things as the old lady walks with them. You're the best grandma ever, says Sponge. We cut back to Donkey Lips and Dina getting ready. The dining, the dining room looks very cozy with splashes of sports posters. Sponge and Pinsky run through with bags of items. Wow, where'd you find all the grub? Donkey Lips says. Long story, Sponge responds. The kids are giddy as they start unpacking the bags and getting the food ready. As they are getting ready, Ugg walks through the door with Budnick by the collar. Mr. Funny Guy, huh? We'll see about that. He stops when after seeing the room. Ugg looks stunned. The kids are waiting for him to scream at them as he looks at the room. He gets emotional. You, you, you guys did this for me? <laughs> what? Says Pinsky. Be- because you guys are thankful for me? <laughs> that's, that's why Budnick was messing with me to try to get me here? Yeah, no, says Budnick. The kids explain to Ugg that what's been happening with Telly. By the end, Ugg remains calm. Wow, okay, yeah, I love it, he says. You do, says Dina. Yeah, I feel like you guys have really learned something from me. The kids roll their eyes. But Ugg says, can I help? The kids say, sure. Ugg pops on his shades. I'll be back with Telly. Make sure you're ready. We see Telly trying to teach Zizi how to throw a baseball with no luck. Telly looks beyond annoyed. I swear I'm getting it, says Zizi. Then there's a knock on the door. Zizi opens it and Ugg is there standing as if trying to look in charge. All right, you two. I know what you've been up to. Come with me. What are you talking about, Ugg? Telly says. Uh-huh. Playing dumb, I see. With me. Now. As they walk into the camp center with the girls, they look nervous. Ugg says, Telly, I thought you might want to explain this. Explain what? She says as the door swings open to a dimly lit but beautiful Thanksgiving feast with sports posters and her friends yelling, Happy Thanksgiving, Telly! Telly stands in awe, her mouth dropped. What is this? Zizi puts her arm around Telly. We knew how homesick you were, and we thought we'd bring home to you. You did all this for me? Budnick walks over and pats Telly on the shoulder. Yeah, I mean, I can't have my own I can't have my only competition in camp walking around like a zombie. She smiles. This is amazing. Donkey Lips yells, The food is getting cold, let's dig in. The kids excitedly all start sitting down. Right before they start eating, Telly toasts to the best friends a kid could have. I can't think of anyone I'm more thankful for. 
The kids and Ugg start eating and chatting. Just as, about, just as the episode's about to end, we hear Dr. Khan come on the PA. Attention. Could Robert Budnick please report to my office? Your grandmother is here and is very lost. Again, Robert Budnick to my office for your grandmother. Budnick looks confused. Pinsky smirks. <laughs> Long story. As the episode ends, we see them eating over the credits. We hear Budnick's grandma on the PA as the credits roll. Bobby Bunny, are you there? Bobby, I need you. Come give your grandma a smooch, honey, before I leave. Hurry. In the credits roll. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nice. Very nice. (laughs) Um, Yeah, for sure. A lot of good stuff in this one. Um, I, uh, of course, love... um, Budnick's grandmother, and that it's Budnick's grandmother in particular. I feel like that's a perfect, um, <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, perfect character to do that with. Um, but uh, yeah, really fun one. Felt like uh, you nailed a lot of the f- humor of it and injected a little bit of um, Thanksgiving sentimentality in there. Um, I, uh, one line that just like stuck out to me because it makes me think of this show is I'll run interference. Um, yeah. <laughs> something about that. <laughs> a very salute your shorts line. Yeah. Um, my, my, my favorite salute your shorts are like anytime there's like a plan, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then in yes. particularly someone just like messing with Ugg. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Um, also just want to note this was like another episode where it feels like everybody kind of gets some time which i love yeah Um, like when it all comes together with all the kids um i really like that um yeah how long did it take you to decide to do a pinsky instead of a michael (laughs) (laughs) approximately 0.1 seconds Uh, no no like i well i'm i'm a bigger pinsky fan than michael but also when I once I realized I was like incorporating food, I was like, "Well, Pinsky just seems to make more mm. sense. Like he should be on the food." Like when he says, "I was born to do this," like kind of like Pinsky's whole claim to fame is like his salami, and um, yeah, I guess if I was trying harder, the salami should have been at the meal. But... <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a much funnier character overall. I feel like Michael would like up the sentimentality of it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the way you wrote Pinsky was like like when. I was just like, oh, you did this all for me. And Pinsky's like, what? Like, that, that is <laughs> very much like a Pinsky line. Um, yeah. And, and I think Michael, like, he overthinks things a lot more. So I feel like that slows the plan down rather than Pinsky mm. just being like, yeah, like, I'll sneak out to a grocery store. You know what I mean? Michael is the Doug funny of solutions. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. He just, he tends to overthink a little too much. Yeah. Um, um, also dealing with the uh, homesickness of camp, um, yeah. you know, I feel like it. Maybe they just didn't touch upon that um, that much, so that felt kind of good. Yeah, I, I f- maybe there's one with Michael. I, I can't remember, but like, yeah, it seemed like um, and it seems like Telly's such a neutral character. Like you need it. It, it pretty yeah. much would have to be Telly or Pinsky because everybody else like. If it was Budnick, I'm not sure everybody would immediately buy in. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. For sure. 
So, oh yeah, yeah. all the uh, the Doctor Khan stuff also. Great. <laughs> uh, and I, I really realized I realized the most fun thing to write is like Ugg responding to being mad at Budnick. Like those <laughs> yeah, lines yes. are just very fun. Yes. <laughs> Robert Budnick. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all right. Yeah, well, nice we. Stuff. Uh, three fun tales there. We had uh, Bowling for Turkey, right? Yep. Doug's exciting Thanksgiving and Atelli's Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, I think all fun variations on, on three shows that never tried, obviously. And yes, tried totally. With, with um, very fun to have all these shows. Um, yeah, my brother and me for sure. Like, I'm amazed now that you've you did your story like that didn't even cross my mind. And that really does truly seems like it's like the perfect show for a Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. It does seem like something kind with of... humor, but not like but some sentimentality, but it's like with Doug, you you know, you're leaning into the sentimentality. Yeah. But my brother and me really did a great job of skirting the line of like family, <laughs> yeah. like drama and comedy. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm not gonna say I'm doing it, but like as you were reading it, I could also like almost hear like the laugh track, or like there was a moment oh, where yeah, like yeah. the crowd would be like, "Oh, you know." What I mean? like, <laughs> yeah. There's something about a state, a studio production where like Thanksgiving feels like perfect because you're almost already yeah. stuck in a house, or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. No, I forget. Did you guys do an episode in the past that was like best one season shows? Or is that a figment of my imagination? No, I think we did best first seasons, uh, which mm-hmm. I guess on, only season shows would have qualified for. But how many how many Nick shows are only one season? I don't really know, but off the top of my head, I can't think of anything that would have deserved more time than my brother and me. Yeah, it really sure. was a very well done first season. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, totally it's too agree. bad. thankful for the one season we got absolutely yeah for sure um well we have an email here that i've been holding on to for a very long time (laughs) for for many 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 months um and that's because it was sent and it's about um so jacob sent this to us and it's about his favorite thanksgiving specials and i was like it just always felt random to read it but uh, here it is this is the episode to read it i think um So here's Jacob with his favorite Thanksgiving specials. Yeah. Dear Porkchop and Judy, as I was listening to your review of Doug's sister act recently, you two, out of nowhere, unleashed a turkey-sized bombshell. I didn't see it coming. It seems, at least for the foreseeable future, that the podcast is finished covering Thanksgiving specials. I was a bit frustrated because I love Nickelodeon Thanksgiving episodes and the special attention you gave them. Regardless of frustration, though, I realize you guys have a point. You've already covered all the essential episodes for the holiday, and I fear that going any deeper down this rabbit hole would just be a waste of time. I've seen the other specials you briefly listed, like the 1989's Nick's Thanksgiving Feast, for instance, and they're not really worthy of deep analysis. To celebrate the end of BOC tradition, I'm giving you my top three thanksgiving episodes um and i think last year we shared ours on that doug sister act episode but um here's here's jacobs number three arnold's thanksgiving this is the most emotionally complex episode on my list 
The notion that the boarders celebrate the 4th of July every 4th Thursday of November is insanely fun. We also get a lot of satisfying interaction between Helga and Arnold. However, I can't really get past the episode's dreary tone. In the episode's quest to find the perfect Thanksgiving, we, as the audience, had to sit through numerous scenes showing us just how unpleasant the holiday can be, and it's kind of unpleasant to watch. The message about being thankful for your family is a good one, and it was the perfect destination for the story to arrive at, but I just wish wish the journey to that destination had been a little more cheerful. Rating 3.25 Krebs stars, and name the episode Finding Thanksgiving. Yeah. That is that is kind of how I remember when I recollect Arnold's Thanksgiving, I do kind of think of like a dreary episode. It's just kind of yes. a, it's a bit of a downer. Um, number two, cat dog talking turkey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I can hear Joey crying somewhere. It's okay. Let it out. I'll be brief about this one. Talking turkey is one of the better cat dogs, but surprise <laughs> but surprisingly suspenseful with its fugitive on the run style plot. The character of Walt offers a unique perspective on the holiday, allowing us to see Thanksgiving through the eyes of a turkey. There's nothing incredibly deep here, but I like the fact that Cat was able to sympathize with Walt and learn that there is more to Thanksgiving than just what's on the dinner table. Joey, you seriously need to rewatch it. It's not that bad. Okay, I'm done. Here's a tissue. <laughs> he gave it three and a half crepe stars and he named it the wonderfully edible world of Walt Turkey. Wow. Good title. Yeah, I I mean I, may, maybe we are a little hard on it, but I, I think again that was a symptom of we covered that episode pretty early in the podcast, yeah. and I think everything we have been covering up until that point were shows that we really loved. Like, yeah, we are Those, picking the, <laughs> the very first like uh, stinker sort of episode. Yeah. yeah, or like one of the first episodes we picked where we definitely just had not seen it. Yeah, yeah, and so it was sure. probably a bit of a culture shock. So maybe, maybe you know, four years later, I'd look back at it and be like, oh, "Okay, it's a a two, or, you know what I mean?" Yeah, um, the yeah. second talk episode on talking turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could we we could call it like uh, leftovers, you know, talking turkey. Yeah, turkey. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, and his number one, Keenan and Kel Turkey Day. This is, as per- this is as perfect as a Keenan and Kel episode can get. Scratch that. I'd say it's as perfect as a Kel episode can get, as if his antics that drive the episode's funniest moments. Whenever Kel gets near a turkey, hilarity ensues, ultimately leading to the iconic scene where he destroys a kitchen with a turkey stuck to his hand. When I stop to ponder about it, it actually, it's actually a little worrying how Kel can cause so much carnage with just a turkey. I also enjoy how the comedy of the story escalated gradually throughout the runtime. Each joke or funny situation was topped by a funnier one a second later as Keenan and Kel's turkey hunt became more and more desperate. When you think the kitchen scene can't be topped, Kel runs into the living room, knocks down Grandma Molly, and causes even more damage and with Keenan's help, manages to send a hot turkey flying into Roger's face, <laughs> right when a pair of live turkey, <laughs> right when a pair of live turkeys come walking down the stairs. <laughs> it's a hilariously busy and beautiful payoff, and stands as one of my favorite moments of the series. I think I'll go watch it again. Rating five Krebs stars, names the episode. Is that a turkey on that boy's hand? <laughs> Sincerely, Jacob. Uh, nice. Um, 
and thanks for writing. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Keenan Kel, looking back especially, I'm like, that could easily be the best Nickelodeon uh, Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, I mean, of the, of the ones we've talked about, it, it really, and again, we covered that the week after, I think, Talking Turkey, or maybe the week before, so it was probably, again, like, um, so early in the series, we didn't have a lot to compare it to, but it really is very funny compared to a lot of Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, I know Bobby loved it. I think Bobby gave it a five, so. Uh, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and, and that scene of them going to the restaurant where Chris is having dinner with his mom. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a good one. I might yeah. have to revisit it. Yeah, that that might be the one. Um, but yeah, thank you for writing in, Jacob. Uh, really appreciate it. We're, we'll have to really start thinking about what we're doing for Thanksgiving next year because... Yeah. You know, yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll re maybe we'll reheat uh, talking turkey. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but we're moving into the holiday season, and we had uh, sure. we had uh, you know we had an idea of something that I think we think is going to be fun. Um, Andrew, what what are we talking about first for the holiday season? Um, our next episode is going to be. I think one everybody's been waiting for a very cat dog Christmas. Mm. <laughs> we'll see how it stands up in the uh, cat dog pantheon. Yeah, yeah, we've picked two. We've picked two holiday episodes this December from two shows that we think are very bad. So there's a clue for whatever you think the <laughs> next episode might be. It's, you know, it's not going to be Rugrats. Um, so, uh, yeah, a very cat dog Christmas. I've never seen it. Have you? I don't think so. Okay. Maybe it'll ring a bell once we get into it. But yeah. I think the mindset, you know, we I've talked, I, I've talked ad nauseum about how like, oh, well, you know, we should really strategically pick episodes that we want to talk about. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a lot more fun to talk about something that's like on either end of the spectrum that like you really love and like want to talk about or something that's like fun because it's challenging you. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I think both of these com- episodes coming up are going to be fun in that. Uh, so bad it's good way, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> what well, uh, well, should we call it? A very terrible Christmas or... Yeah, I think that's <laughs> Big Orange Couch presents a very terrible Christmas. Um, yeah, so that'll be fun. And then, of course, we'll end the year like we always end the year um, with our year in review 2021. I think a markedly, you know, s- still plenty of bad stuff happened this year, but a markedly, uh, uh, you know, a step up from 2020. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just on the optimi- <laughs> on the optimistic side, but uh, yeah. start start start. You're not wrong. Yeah, but start. You know, if you're out there, start thinking about your favorite movies, your shows, music, uh, books, and anything, uh, video games, uh, your favorite stuff, and eventually we'll ask you guys to, you know, if you want, submit your favorite things, and we'll talk about the best of the year. Um, yeah. um, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast. We're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us like Jacob did at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes. Leave us a review. That's uh, how 
it's how the algorithm works, people. You leave us a review, give us some stars, and then more people will see it as an option. You know, give in to the algorithm. Uh, and, and Tim, thank you so much for taking the time to write uh, your Doug special. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I think it would have made a like a perfect addition to Doug. Thanks. I, I appreciate you guys having me on again. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, it's been great fun. Um, we'll see all you frozen turkeys next. For your funeral measurements, see we doing the effortless. It's never getting no better than this. Giving you sh** that you miss a better preference. Watch me turn them to skeletons. See how I come and bring out the betterness. Thomas Witted, I repped the foreverness. Flying United Emirates. Size private plane, that kind of etiquette. Purchasing diamonds, handle them delicate. Now you need you a better ref. You can be persuaded. Regulatency, we all in this bitch like we ain't never laugh, never laugh, never laugh. Gobble, gobble, gut buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast. Let me try it again. Wait, so are you're in Massachusetts? I'm in New Hampshire, but New Hampshireites mm. are, we're Boston sports fans for the most part. We don't have any franchises in northern New England, which is New Hampshire, Vermont, and Maine. So we pretty much just gravitate towards Mass. Gotcha. Okay. But so you're, you're, you're. A lot of you... things gravitate towards Mass, huh? That's a double <laughs> entendre. <laughs>